WBCRFM, Loudonville, Albany. Proudly owned and operated by Siena College, a Franciscan institution. 88.3 Welcome to the Saints and Alumni Show right here on WBCR 88.3 The Saint. I'm your host this week, Brandon Murphy, class of 2017 from the Alumni Engagement Office. And I'm joined by Morgan Melnicki, class of 2015, Director of Marketing and Social Media at the Sentinel Media Company. Today, we will talk about her Sienna experience and the many, many roles that she plays within her Unica community. Stay with us. We'll be right back here on the Sentinel Alumni Show. You found us, 88.3, The Saint. Welcome back to The Saints and Alumni Show right here on WBCR, 88.3, The Saint. I'm your host this week, Brandon Murphy, class of 2017 from the Alumni Engagement Office. And this week, I'm joined by Morgan Milnicki from the class of 2015, Director of Marketing and Social Media at the Sentinel Media Company in Utica, New York. A reminder to everyone listening today that here on WBCR, 88.3, The Saint, is where the show first airs, but then you can also rewatch and watch old episodes on Spotify, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and Apple. Morgan, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with us today. I know you're super busy. It's a crazy time of the year in Utica. We're going to dive into some of that stuff that you're doing uh, in the second segment, but welcome. How's everything going this week? Good. Everything's great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to um, be on. Well, I know when we first reached out to you, you know, in the winter months, we were super excited uh, for you to respond to us and for you to come on this podcast and share your Sienna story and also all of the service and community involvement that you have uh, within Utica. But before we get to that, people want to know how you ended up at Sienna. And a lot of the guests that we have on the show, you know, they come in uh, as a high school student and as a freshman, and they have a very similar story of you know, moving day, everybody unpacked everything for me. By the time I got to my room, it was unlocked and everything was set up because there's all these orientation leaders and ambassadors that help people move in. For you, it was a little bit different because you came in as a junior and a transfer student. So can you let our listeners know to begin what that process was like for you? What were some of the schools, the kind of schools that you were visiting and what ultimately made you choose to become a Sienna Saint? Yeah, so... um. I guess backing up a little bit, I was really between um, Siena and Lemoyne when I was graduating from Herkimer County Community College. Um, after graduating from high school, I wasn't really sure exactly what I wanted to do. So obviously, didn't want to spend a lot of money to do something or go somewhere that I wasn't confident in. Um, so I did start a community college, and I don't, I don't, I'm not mad that I didn't. But now looking back, I don't know if I got the full exp Siena experience that I wish I could have. Um, although I don't, I, I don't regret it. I wouldn't say that obviously things happen for a reason. Um, so I started at Herkimer County community college there. I got a degree in, um, travel and event planning and then decided, obviously that was a very focused major. So I started looking elsewhere to finish my bachelor's degree. And that's when I decided on Sienna. Like I said, I looked at Lemoyne, um, very similar schools, um, that smaller community-based aspect, um, and both about the same distance from my house. Um, Sienna is a little bit further um, from home, which is 
not a bad thing by any means, but obviously enough that if I had a family commitment or something that I needed to go home for, it was far enough away that my parents couldn't just show up on my doorstep, but close enough that um, I could go home when I needed to. Um, so yeah, I'm really, I was obviously thrilled with the decision to go to Siena. I'm so glad that you mentioned that you grew up in a small town because I also grew up in a small town and I had 77 kids in my graduating class. And I got to Siena and I got to the dining hall and there was more students in my, uh, in the dining hall than there were in my high school. And I was like, oh my God, there's so much to adapt to. And for me, it was, it was kind of planned out because of the freshman orientation. And for you, it was a little bit different coming in as a transfer student. So what do you remember maybe about your first semester or your first year as a junior on campus, adapting to college life, meeting new people and just enjoying living on, on Siena's campus? Yeah, definitely. So I kind of mentioned I don't regret coming in at, after two years for community college. However, I do think that um, I, I'm not sure that I got that full experience um, transferring in. Obviously, transferring is a little bit more difficult because so many people already have their friend groups um, decided on. Um, you're kind of like coming in when everyone is already set up. Um, they do have a separate orientation just for transfers, which was so nice. And that's actually where I met two of my best friends um, that were transferring in at the same time I was. Um, so we were kind of all in the same boat. I didn't know really anyone when I was coming in. I mean, I knew of a few people, but no one that I was like, hey, I'm transferring in. Like, do you want to catch up? Like, it wasn't that close. Um, so I was lucky enough to meet two of my really good friends, Dory and Mandy, that first day of transfer orientation. Um, and they actually ended up living in the same building as me. So I was placed in Padua. Um, I had two other roommates and um, I was still very good friends with my roommates. Um, one of them, we still are connected to this day. Um, the other one, not as much just because her family was very close. Um, and so she went home a lot. Um, just it didn't develop the relationship as close, but the one that I was rooming with, um, we really created a great relationship. Um, so I was blessed to be placed with someone that I could connect with. Um, but luckily, Dorian and Mandy, like I said, we're in the same building. So I was able to grow and meet friends with them. Um, it turned into that I made more friends obviously in my career path because I was in so many classes with them. Um, but it was such like a breath of fresh air to be able to not have to talk about class with them <laughs> because they were in science. So we had nothing, we had nothing in common as far as schooling. Um, but yeah, no, I, I definitely appreciated that transfer orientation to be able to, um, to be able to make those connections without just being tossed in a group of people that you obviously already are established there. Um, but I will make a note to say that you are so right that they, Sienna in general, this was like such a relief to my parents that they do really help you completely unpack your car and pack everything into your room. Like I'm pretty sure I made one trip and everyone yeah. else like totally helped. And I was like, this is great. Um, so that was obviously such a nice warm welcome. I remember by the time that I got my key, literally like 15 boxes were lined up in Heinz Hall. And I was like, oh, I can already move stuff in. I don't have to go back down the stairs on a 90 degree day. And yeah, it was, I, was, I mean, I was shocked. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> and we talked a lot about some of the ways that you made relationships and, and that you made friendships. And Sienna does 
a great job at forcing students out of the rooms and getting them involved. And for you, one of the first ones that you were involved in did tie closely uh, with your major at Siena, and that was the Siena College Marketing Association, which is a branch for the students in college for the American Marketing Association, which is really just an opportunity for undergraduate students to gain critical marketing experience early on. So how did you hear about SCMA? Was it through your hallmates? Was it through a class, a professor? And then why did you decide to join? And what do you remember about that time? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I was involved quite a bit, but not as much nearly as I wish I would have been. Um, just coming in, you're you're so overwhelmed as it is trying to make friends and obviously get acclimated to the school. Um, but I had a lot of classes with marketing students, of course. Um, and so obviously I just started making friends. A lot of my friends now are still um, more marketing degrees um, just because you do spend so much time with them. Um, and so I kind of created a little group and one of them was actually the president. And she was like, why don't you come? Um, I will say that I think I joined my senior year. So I wish I met them slash moved in that direction um, my junior year when I first transferred. But like I said, you're so overwhelmed and there's so much going on that students that have already been there since freshman year have already been involved. They've already gotten to know like the the campus fully. And it's it, there's just so much to be involved in that I wish I slid in a little bit earlier. But no, the Siena Marketing Association was great. Um, like I said, I had friends that were already part of it. They really focused on um, network of, networking events. Um, and so that was so nice. Um, they just had them around campus a few times a year and basically it allowed you to meet with other marketing um, majors as well as local businesses in the area. So not only are you basically doing outside and internal networking, but you're gaining those connections and connecting with them on LinkedIn and hopefully being able to use those connections should you need them once you graduate. Um, we also had one of the executives from Twitter come in. I don't know if you were there, or you would have remembered that, but yeah, she came in and she did a whole um, presentation and basically talked about her experience at Twitter. And it was obviously like something that we were all like, that's when Twitter was huge and not that it's not big anymore, but it was such like a big thing that people were like, oh my goodness, like it's like someone coming from TikTok right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it was really cool that we got to like listen to her story and where she's at and like develop that relationship if you wanted to. You could really like connect with her and go up and meet her and network for further. And I know some people really did like they connect, they stayed in contact with her in case they wanted a career at Twitter after Sienna. So it was really nice that you got the opportunity to go and meet with this executive, um, obviously at such a big company where you might not get that ability at a bigger school. And we got just about three minutes left before we got a cut to break. So I want to talk about First, uh, one of the clubs that you involved outside of the classroom and then touch upon you being a legacy family. So that first one is Best Buddies, which is a really great club and organization on campus. Um, and, and it's involved within the local community. So for those that are listening that don't really know what Best Buddies is, can you just provide some oversight on, on what the club does here at Siena? Yeah, so Best Buddies is, I think it's a national organization, but basically works with um, people that have um, developmental disabilities or some sort of disability and basically allows the students to um, connect and create relationships with these um, individuals. So when I was there, I was a member, but I attended a lot of the events that they held. So it was creating these relationships by 
going bowling or doing like, um, I think they did a dance one day. They do like walks, um, basically creating awareness that obviously people do have disabilities and um, just a different type of connection. So it was so sweet because a lot of those events were held on Sundays. And after a long weekend, it was nice that you got something to look forward to on a Sunday where it wasn't like, okay, I'm what, what am I going to do this weekend? Oh, there's a Best Buddies event. So it's something that you can look forward to that's not going out and doing your homework, but something off campus and a little bit more relaxed environment. So that was really nice. And then before we cut to break, I'm super excited about this topic because I talk about it every episode being a legacy family, but I never have a legacy family to talk to. And luckily you are a legacy family. So how much of a role did you play in your sibling coming to Siena? And what do you remember about maybe visiting her or just kind of having some of the same shared experiences? Yeah. Um, so my baby sister, Abby, was also a Sienna, is a Sienna alum now. Um, my middle sister, Haley, must not have gotten the Sienna. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't get the memo. Um, no. So my baby sister did end up coming to Sienna. Um, she did visit me quite a bit. And I mean, when she was younger. So when she started actually looking at school, she knew that Sienna was one of the places that she wanted to visit based on the um, experience that she had when she would visit me. And so she did end up going. And it's so nice. I would visit her as well um, during family weekend or just honestly come up. Like I said, it's only an hour and a half. So we'd come up for lunch. But being back on campus after graduating and visiting a friend, it's just like you, all the memories come back. Yep. You see updates that have been made. Um, it's just like a nice experience to kind of relive that. And for me to kind of pass that along to her, knowing that she loved it just as much as I did was so sweet. Um, she went there all four years, which I'm kind of jealous of. <laughs> um, but no, we are, we're thrilled that we are both Sienna alum. And I was super lucky to work with her, uh, well, her best friend uh, for, for two years. Uh, and I got to see Abby every now and then as well at events. And uh, and it's always great to have that, that legacy connection. So we're going to unpack a lot of the stuff that you do within the Siena community, uh, in, the, in front of the uh, Utica community uh, back in uh, Utica, New York, uh, after the commercial break. We'll be right back here on WVCR, 88.3 The Saint. Your Siena College Connection, 88.3 The Saint. Welcome back to the Saints and Alumni Show right here on WBCR 88.3 The Saint. I'm your host this week, Brandon Murphy, class of 2017 from the Alumni Engagement Office. And this week, I'm joined by Morgan Melnicki from the class of 2015 and Director of Marketing and Social Media at the Sentinel Media Company. I introduced you in both segments uh, at your current company you work at as, as the Director of Marketing and Social Media. But that's not the only company that you work for, and it's also not the only activity per se within Utica that you're really, really involved in. So I'm very excited for the second segment because there is a lot to unpack and a lot to discuss about the involvement that you're in within Utica and how that's kind of shown how Utica has grown through the years. And that's a special place to me because I'm also from Utica. So I'm really, really excited to hear what you have to say. And I know some of the Utica listeners feel in the same way today. But first, let's unpack and dive into the actual job at the Sentinel Media Company. What is your role um, on a day-to-day basis, and, and, and how long have you been at the Sentinel Media Company? Yeah, so I joined Sentinel Media Company, which is the publisher of the Daily Sentinel newspaper, um, a little over a year ago. So the Daily Sentinel was originally the Rome Sentinel. They are a sixth-generation um, family-run newspaper. So basically, I was brought on to um, run all of their social media platforms and then all of their marketing. So not only do we have the Daily Sentinel, Daily Sentinel, but we also have another newspaper in Boonville, the Boonville Herald. So basically, daily I run all 
oh gosh, what is that? Five or six platforms um, specifically for the Sentinel and the Boonville Herald. Um, and then anything that when it comes to partnerships, um, sponsorships, nonprofits that are looking to advertise an event, um, all that relationship building is basically falls in my lap. Um, so yeah, anything with branding, um, we recently expanded into the Utica market. We were initially just in the city of Rome. Um, but like I said, about a year ago, they completely expanded into the Utica market. So it's now covering three counties instead of one city. Um, so obviously a huge change. Um, and the initial paper that has been the paper of record in the Utica area for years has kind of just gone um, it's kind of fading out and not covering as much local news. So what I love about where I work right now is we are all about local, local sports, local news. Um, it's all local journalism. Our reporters are right here in the office, um, either in our Utica office or in our Rome office, locally employed. Our owner literally lives on the street. Um, so it's so nice, obviously, as someone that loves to support local, um, to work for a company that also supports our community and supports the local aspect. Um, so yeah, I think I, I think I really answered that very well. <laughs> And, I, and I'm glad that you did talk about, you know, supporting local uh, and, and kind of enhancing the experiences of the people that live within their community. And, and Sienna tries to do a really good job at that during the holiday season on Small Business Saturday and Black Friday to support local Sienna-owned businesses. And I know we got to get you highlighted eventually for this as well on Small Business Saturday. So can you talk a little bit about this company I keep hinting at, Utica Cruise, and, and what is it? How did it come about? Uh, can you share a little insight on that for us today? Yeah, I think they did actually highlight me on last Small Business Saturday, and I was very surprised. I was like, oh my goodness, that was so nice. Um, yes, so I think it's a little over three years now, almost four years. I started a small business on accident, I tell people, because I didn't really start it to actually create a business. But basically, it's called Cruz Apparel Company, and it focuses on accessories and apparel um, with Utica-branded merchandise. So a lot of it has Utica, New York, some has Utica, New York, and the coordinates of our city. Um, and it's everything from t-shirts, sweatshirts, ornaments, baby onesies, mugs, literally anything you can think of, dog treats. That was a huge one um, that I can slap Utica on. Um, I do. And people obviously are so thrilled to be from our area. As you know, I mean, we are on the rise. Our whole community is, we have a lot going on and a lot of development happening and just people that have moved away. They're so thrilled to be known that they're from Utica that um, they love to support. So this company that I didn't really imagine it being a company um, has grown, which is phenomenal. It's really popular during the holiday season because People want to share with, like I said, people that no longer live here or they gift a lot of my items. Um, like beanies are really popular in the winter time. Um, I had kids beanies this year. Um, and so, yeah, I've just had like a bunch of stories of people that have um, purchased my items and have worn it and have created relationships, not in our area. So in Florida, I had someone um, in Texas, I had someone like literally in other countries that I've shipped to have like connected the Utica area or, hey, I'm from... Albany, like I know of Utica, like literally craziest stories that you wouldn't even believe. Like I have people literally in other countries that send me photos. Um, someone was representing in Australia last year, just like wild um, to know that I developed that. And at one point I literally told my mom, this is so much work. I, I don't want to do this. <laughs> and um, it's crazy because it probably started on social media too, right? So I'm sure there's yeah. a lot of trials and tribulations of that 
beginning of the company process, but now here you are selling to people that are living in other countries. So is there any advice that you would give to people that want to be an entrepreneur that maybe have had some, some rough times or maybe some successes, just some generic advice to, to share with people today? Yeah, honestly, I mean, I really like went after this, even though I was going through, it was such a tough time. Cause I was like, I know nothing about building a business, like literally from the ground up running a website, packaging, um, pricing, like all these things that you don't think about because you're not like planning for it. I didn't have a business plan because I wasn't expecting to create a business. So you kind of figured it out on the run. I wouldn't necessarily recommend. <laughs> um, but honestly, like if you have an idea of something that might even be popular for other people in the area, like try it. What's, what's the worst that can happen? I mean, I obviously am pretty successful with this business and luckily haven't had to spend a dime on marketing. It's all word of mouth. Um, people sharing it on their social media platforms. Um, I'm in four storefronts right now. Um, and then I have my online website, but it kind of is, it's nice because it's a business that I started. And so whatever I want to put into it is what I'm going to get out of it, which I love. And I love t-shirts. And I know that I still have to buy one of those t-shirts. And now maybe I'll get some dog treats for my brother's dogs for the holiday season. Um, yeah. And you're so busy with those two full-time jobs, basically. But there is somehow still a way that you find time to continue to uh, uh, volunteer your time within the community itself. And one of those being the American Heart Association, uh, where you're going to be the chair of the American Heart Association, New York State Radiothon and Treadmill Challenge. What inspired you to get involved with the American Heart Association? And then what is your role within that challenge? Yeah, so actually it just passed um, last month. We had the challenge. This is my third year chairing the event. Um, I would just reach out to a, by a colleague that was like, hey, I think you would really be um, a great fit for this chair position. Um, and I was obviously all about it. I live a very healthy lifestyle. Um, not that I'm directly affected by heart disease, but obviously everyone knows someone that um, has a heart issue or needs to watch their heart health. Um, and it's just, I mean, it's literally the leading killer in our in our country. So obviously so important. Um, but basically I lead the treadmill challenge and the hardest, um, the radiothon, which you mentioned. So working with WIBX, Slocum Dixon Medical Group, um, and basically raising awareness, obviously, as well as funds to support the um, projects that we have. And we do actually have a lot of local, this money is not all saying local, but a lot of it does say local with the project that they have um, going on within our community. So um, yeah, that's a really fun weekend. I have a nice committee um, and we raise awareness for heart health. And you talk about staying active. And one of the ways that you stay active is the Ride for Missing Children, which does also take a lot of volunteering time. Um, and it's, it's an all day bike ride, but there's a bigger cause and a stronger mission behind that Ride for Missing Children. For those that are not in a satellite branch of the Ride for Missing Children and are not in Utica that are listening today, can you share a little bit about what that organization is and your, your responsibilities as a steering committee member? Yeah, so I've been involved with the Ride for Missing Children since I was a teenager. Um, I've only actually rode um, in the bike ride, I think it was the last four years. I ride along with my sister, my dad, and I have a few friends. This year it was 83 miles, but it ranges from about 80 to 95. It's even had 100 miles one year um, of a one day bike ride across the central New York area and visiting schools, riding by schools to raise awareness um, for child abduction, um, kids that are runaways, basically awareness for um, missing children. So we have um, 
we have to raise funds to be able to ride. And like I said, we are raising awareness that whole day, but also leading up to the actual um, to the actual ride day. I'm a part of the steering committee media, steering committee that I help with all of their marketing materials, actually. Uh, <laughs> so anything from press releases to getting them on the radio, having commercials made. Um, not only do we obviously raise money, but there's a bunch of riders. So I think this year we hit a little over 150. It's been over 500 in the past. It just kind of depends on um, who's available or is able to ride. It's obviously a long and tough day. We have yeah. to do training rides for it. Um, you have to train. It's not something that you can really just go on your bike and just ride for the day. It's it's a long day, um, but obviously very rewarding. The kids think you're basically a celebrity. Um, yeah. yeah. But being able to raise awareness and um, share with them, obviously not going with a stranger and um, internet safety, stuff like that. Um, just obviously, so we keep our kids as safe as possible. And Ride for Wisdom Children plays such a huge role in educating the community members. And, and like uh, the marketing and like all the advertising that you do, you're also very passionate about the education side of things and educational development within Utica. And we got about two minutes left today. So the last one I want to talk about is this Utica Dollars for Scholar and the education within Utica. Can you talk a little bit about what that is and how that benefits students within the Utica community? Yeah, so I just joined the Utica Dollars for Scholars um, committee this year. It's a fully fund, uh, fully um, um, volunteer-based organization in our community. Um, I think they're actually national, but this is obviously just for our Utica community, and I think it covers Herkimer, Ida, and Madison counties. So basically, it's a scholarship program for local seniors. So high school seniors can apply via one application for hundreds of scholarships. And they're all within local organizations, local donors that have basically created a fund to have a scholarship um, to represent them. So I, this year, we gave out $166,000 worth of scholarships to local seniors. And I want to say it was like around 100 students. So some students actually got more than one scholarship. Um, but it's all different criteria based on what major you're going for, what you're graduating from high school. Um, it, it's all different. Basically, these donors of these organizations create a criteria that means something to them. Um, and then we select based on the application phase um, who best fits whatever their criteria are. Um, so it's such a great opportunity for these seniors that um, they have one application and they could get anywhere from a few hundred to thousands of dollars for scholarships. Well, Morgan, I know we have to cut down the, the show. I wish we could go to a segment three. There's so much more that we can continue to talk about today on the Saints of Alumni Show. But I just want to thank you for taking the time to sit down, speak with thank the Sienna community, share all your advice and your experiences and what you do within the Utica community as well. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next time right here on the Saints of Alumni Show.